you guys, and welcome to Speak the Movement, a podcast where we speak with yoga practitioners, teachers, and business owners for more perspective and insight. All right, y'all. So this week we are here with CEO of Fitz Fitness LLC and my former college roommate, Meg Fitzgerald. So hey, Meg. How are you doing? I'm good. It's great to be here, especially after it's been a long time. We've seen each other. When was the last time we saw each other? Like New Year's? Yes, two years yeah, ago. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, and so a lot has changed. Um, but something I wanted to like start off with or break the ice with is something I know that we shared in common when we were in college. We both uh, majored in a computer science um, centric major, and it was a challenge for me being the only, like one of very few women in that space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so for you, how was that experience? And then also was stepping into functional fitness. How has the dynamic been in that space? I'd say the experience was definitely interesting. And honestly, it's kind of similar in functional fitness as well as far as going from one male-dominated field kind of into another male-dominated field. Um, There definitely weren't many girls in CompSci at Baylor. Um, I guess there aren't that many girls in CompSci in general. I mean, on my team, there wasn't another female coder um, at my my last job. And on this this team, I I work with no females. Like, no one in management, nobody. So it's definitely... I feel like it's kind of a struggle. It's hard to relate sometimes to some of the guys, and it's interesting communicating with guys in software as well. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just all. Hey, awesome. we love you guys. Yes. We love you guys. Hundred percent. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's hard, and I also struggled a lot with imposter syndrome, especially stepping into. Not only just male-dominated field, but a lot of the males um, had previous experience coding in high school, or you know, even in middle school, or that it was one of their hobbies that they liked to do. And I came in zero knowledge and had to figure it all out like freshman year, and I kind of felt like I didn't fit in because I had no background, and I was told, you know, by some really kind friends that that you know I wasn't gonna make it because I didn't know anything yet oh my god really did people say that to you one guy took away oh my god I don't I don't know if you know this but freshman year and one in the lab we were doing like a group it was like intro one we were doing like a group lab thing and I we had to like take turns who was typing something and we were like typing and they were you know group coding or whatever and one guy was literally like give me that keyboard you're a female he like said like that and he like took it from me and he was like I'm just gonna do it because he was like angry that I wasn't I don't know understanding what he was saying fast enough and, like, oh, typing. was that someone that ended up sticking no, around till no, the end no the, yeah the figured show. he dropped yeah, huh? yeah yeah so yeah. like that was so crazy for me I had a lot of people like constantly asking me if I needed help with homework things mm-hmm. like that and who told me like well you're gonna be a stay-at-home mom someday anyway so like why does it matter and I was like well even if that is a choice that I make that doesn't mean that I can't be successful in my career and something about software is that it's so flexible that you can find jobs that allow you to step into other spaces like motherhood or for us we both have side hustles in the fitness space right and so like I just, I, that was so frustrating for me. Um, and now in the workspace, I found, you know, companies make a conscious effort to include women more. And, and I, I face less discriminatory issues now that people are kind of held to that standard by like HR and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's improved. But I definitely at least like what scared me away from the gym, to be totally honest, is like the guy is there. And I just felt like, oh, I can't like walk up to the squat rack and like learn how to like lift heavy weights in front of these guys who like know what they're doing, probably like laughing at me. So what was that like for you? Because you started in college, right? Just kind of from scratch. I started in college. I, yeah, from scratch, just like lifting in the gym, like general population, just walking in. And yeah, I knew, I knew pretty much next to nothing going in. And it it was intimidating at Baylor too, because they kind of, they kind of keep like the girl areas or what people might label as girl like they had the cardio machines and like the little area to do abs and like things up and then you had to walk like down this slope into this pit where there was all the weights so um I think what helped me the most was I would go with friends I had a lot of, of male friends so I would go with friends so that I wasn't just like alone but also this one girl that I followed on Instagram actually was talking about like feeling like that when you go in the gym like everyone's watching you what if you do something like what if you do something wrong yeah what is wrong and then yeah and she was just like no one cares about you as much as you think that they do yeah like you have to get out of I don't know it's hard but you have to get out of your head and no one's like looking around and and laughing at you or trying to make fun of you or it's just I would just try and put my headphones in and show up for myself yeah because the reason I started in the first place was a lot of anxiety in college Mm -hmm. a lot of stress like yes I gained a little bit of weight when I first started college like a lot of people do but a lot of it was like I needed a space where I could just stop thinking about school Mm. I needed somewhere to get away and going in there and doing something hard and the feeling that I got after doing something hard and doing it well like I needed that in my life because just school was rough yeah so I think that doing it for me headphones on music loud don't give a fuck what other people yeah. think. Just go in there and, and doing my thing. Like, that helped me a lot. It's funny because I I feel like we do do really different things in terms of, like, I, of course, like, do some functional fitness workouts. We actually went to Orange Theory today. Had a yeah. great time. But, um, like, when I really got into, like, starting to do fitness every day, um, especially with power yoga, for me, it was, like, I went into this 100-degree room. Like, the music was pumping. The lights were down. Like, we're moving, like, you push yourself to your edge to the point where you're, like, am I gonna die right now? Then you walk out of the room, you see yourself, like, with the red face, and it's just, like, (laughs) that feeling of, like, relief, and it's funny how, like, we have different approaches, but, like, it's the same concept at the end of the day. It's 100%. It's the same thing, and the same feeling, and the same reason, like, do something hard, prove to yourself that you can do it, even when it feels like you're gonna die, Yeah. and then you feel so accomplished after, and, like, and get out of your head like yoga like helps you get out of your head and like lifting heavy with loud music helps me get out like everyone absolutely yeah yeah it's like different and you know some things do different people in different ways but like running for some people yeah yeah I know like my my boyfriend Kevin he actually I was telling Max he he ran 10 miles the other day and I'm like yes he ran he ran 10 miles. He thinks he's going to run a marathon soon. Uh, he wants to train, but yeah. I could never do that in my whole life. But, yeah. you know, for him, like, that's his flow state, yeah. right? And yeah. for me, yoga is my flow state. Like, hot yoga, music bump, and lights down is my flow state. Yeah. Maybe for you, it's lifting. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's lifting, 100%. Yeah. So everybody has their thing. 
And once you find that, like that's, that's what I love about fitness is that there are so many different ways. Like you don't have to run yeah. like, to, to be in shape or to find your flow state. Like you, there are so many different things and you can find what works for you and what you like best so that you stick with it. Don't force yourself to do something that you hate. If you hate lifting, you don't have to lift. Like if you hate right. running, you don't have to run. There's other stuff out there. So when you like started, did you kind of like sift through things that you liked or didn't like to find what was working and where were you? Cause you're starting from scratch. Like where are you drawing inspiration from? Like online, like YouTube or what yes, was it? Actually, yes, it was YouTube and Instagram that really helped me. Um, <laughs> I started following Heidi Summers was like the first fitness girl that I followed on Instagram and she's here in Houston now. She was in San Antonio, but um I would look for people's workouts she would post like free workouts on YouTube and stuff and educate about form and about eating and you know what just what she was doing in the gym and stuff and she also gave out little programs and guides and Kayla Itness I did a little Kayla Itness like functional fitness guide and Heidi Summers and basically just and then even some guys too that I would just try to educate myself on how to lift proper form and yeah it was all through the internet um and then that I, I dabbled with like that for about a year-ish, maybe a little less than a year. And then after sophomore year, um, I did powerlifting for the first time. I went to an internship in Ohio and I was like, I need to find a gym. That's right. So you were, you were at the, we call it the Slick at Baylor yeah. College, which is the Student Life Center. And that's pri primarily where you were working out before this internship. Yeah. And then during this internship, you found this place in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So then during this internship, I was just like looking for a cool gym. And I found this gym that did, they did like high intensity interval training, but they did uh, a lot of powerlifting. It's run by this, this guy, JL Holdsworth, who's like a world renowned, like power, he has like world records in powerlifting. And oh my it's, God. it's crazy. So, but I was like, were you cool. intimidated going there? You were just like, let's go. I, <laughs> I was kind of like, let's go and check it out. And honestly, so Bryce Calvin, also he's really big online now. He has, um, his Instagram is amazing with a bunch of like detailed information on training. So if you want to like learn how to train Bryce Calvin, go follow him. But he was my coach there and he welcomed me. I knew nothing. I could like squat the bar plus like maybe some tens. I don't know, maybe 95 that's pounds. Literally like, that's literally still most, me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's where I started and he, he worked with me and I, what I, what my goal was is to like use that summer to really learn how to live properly mm -hmm. because like you can watch stuff online and that's really useful but I wanted a trainer to, to make sure to be there in person with me and to help me live and I really wanted to get strong. I needed that feedback. Yeah. I needed to be pushed and so that I learned how to deadlift, bench, squat, snatch, and clean and jerk. Mm. They taught me all those, and then from there, I think that's kind of where like my passion exploded. I watched my body change. I gained three pounds over the summer, but it was three pounds of muscle. Yeah, and it was crazy in just three months to watch your body change so much. Yeah, that kind of like got me a little addicted. I was like, I wonder what else like I could do, and the I got so much stronger. Like they benchmark you like where you're at and then where you're at when you leave. And it was crazy. That was sophomore year, summer. Sophomore year, yeah, summer, because yeah. when you came back junior year, I remember. Yeah, everything was different. I remember. Holy shit. So then at that, that point. That was when we lived together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we roomed together that year. Um, and yeah. And then at that point you were 
back at the slick mm -hmm. all the time. Um, but you also started going to CrossFit, right? yeah. but you didn't go to CrossFit until after you came home from the internship and mm -hmm. then you started going to CrossFit in what Yeah. Girl. Yeah. So there's, then my boyfriend, he, or my ex, he was like, let's try CrossFit and CrossFit, then that's when I found my thing. Yeah. So I'm extremely competitive and CrossFit is really competitive and it's also really diverse. So you lift, you do high intensity, you do running, rowing, um, pull-ups, gymnastics, handstand walking, handstand push-ups, bar muscle-ups. Like, it's anything you could think of, <laughs> they put it in. Sled I still want to try like, it. Do they, is it, like, everywhere? Is it a chain yes, everywhere? it's everywhere. I, I looked at gym. There's, like, 25 here in Austin. Like, really? I mean, or maybe even more. There's a ton. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. So, CrossFit kind of gets a bad rep sometimes because there's a lot of movements. A lot of them are technical. And a lot of people who are beginners jumping in, if you if you go to a gym that doesn't have good coaches that don't pay attention to you in your form, yes, there's a possibility of getting injured. So everyone's like, oh, CrossFit will get you hurt. And it's not CrossFit. It's that you just need to find a good a good place to go. Because I've never had any injuries or anything, but I have been lucky to – I've looked for good coaches. People pay attention to you. You can tell. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. go in and try a class, like, you can tell whether or not they care yeah. about their clients. So I think that you, that's something that you should look for if you do want to try a try CrossFit. But yeah. I think it's just a blast. So yeah. I had a good foundation of lifting. And then, yeah, I tried that. Um, it was in junior year. And then kind of started going and then got really more serious, like end of senior year. And then you're in Chicago and started competing and stuff. So Yeah. So then when your year in Chicago was after graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also something I wanted to ask you about, like, in the college space time mm -hmm. so that's kind of your timeline of of fitness in terms of like what you were doing to to take care of your body with yeah. workouts but then how were you shifting the way that you ate mm -hmm. and especially on like a college budget and a college schedule like what did that start to look like for you yeah that's a tough one to figure out especially with dining hall and just being super busy all the time yeah. and so I, that also computer science majors, y'all, like we were freaking busy. <laughs> literally, also Wendy's runs at two a.m. in the lab, like we were. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was bad, <laughs> but um, the the nutrition portion became something that I really passionate about and still am to this day um, because of because it helped also you know change my the way that my body looked, but more so the nutrition aspect changed how I felt. So growing up, just a little background, growing up, I ate like trash. Um, I ate that. five things. I ate chicken nuggets, um, pizza, pancakes, and ice cream. And I swear to God, that's it. Like, wow. <laughs> it yeah. was horrible. And my parents didn't, didn't, I mean, they made stuff, but I didn't even eat meat until I was 12. Like, I just, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted and right. eat whatever I wanted. So I chose candy. But and, the metabolism. Yes. And the, metab and the metabolism. And I was also really active. Rode horses, worked mm -hmm. at a barn. Like, so I was tiny. I was a hundred pounds yeah. and I ate like shit, but it didn't matter because I was moving so much throughout yeah. the day yeah. that, you know, I didn't see any, I didn't think I saw any negative effect to it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I started noticing, so I started changing the way that I was eating that summer powerlifting because mm -hmm. Bryce talked to me about it um, and some of the other trainers and they, they all were just talking about um, eating higher protein, you know, how, how you, you look at what you're eating that can actually change the way 
that you feel during your workouts mm -hmm. and can change you know, the progress that you're seeing. It can kind of make or break like progress and improvement. And I got really curious. So then I started doing research. So again, found more people online in the online space, talked to my trainers about it and got really into that and started kind of basically tinkering around with myself. Like I figured out some macros. I started tracking my food, my protein, carbs, and fat, and just kind of seeing if that would make a difference. And holy crap, I mean, I felt better. My recovery was better. I didn't get so winded and I didn't feel, I felt so crappy all the time eating that much sugar. Like I would get headaches all the time, bloated all the time. Like my digestion improved, my skin cleared up. Like it was just yeah. night and day difference. And I didn't really realize how much it affected me until I changed and like saw that massive change. And so that's why I'm so passionate about the nutrition because it can help change how you feel and and look in, without even working out yeah like people can can move weight without working out yeah if you just change your eating habit and feel better like it's such a crucial part of basically your overall health and so. for you it was like a lot of like chicken and vegetables it was a lot of chicken during and, and yes, go, we'll go we more did. into that and, and kind yeah. of like discoveries that you made as a recent but yes. let me bring you all the way up to like where you are now so so you're kind of eating like chicken and vegetables. You, you've changed your diet for the better, but you're also very restrictive during the, the college time. So, and then after that, you graduate, you go to Chicago for a year and you start competing. Mm -hmm. So just give me the, give me the overview of that. <laughs> so started competing and taking CrossFit a lot more seriously, training really hard, like all the time. I mean, after the gym, at, or I mean, after the gym, after work, I would spend like three hours at the gym each night get home at 9 p.m., like, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, like, it was crazy, and that's when I started really seeing the negative effects of the way that I was eating, so I was eating, quote, healthy, mm -hmm. but I was extremely restrictive in my eating habits. I ate pretty, well, pretty low-carb for the amount that I was training. I ate a good amount of protein and stuff, but pretty low-carb and fat, and overall low-calorie because I was like, all right, well, less calories means you'll be leaner. And mm -hmm. I was really attached to a certain look that I wanted my body to look like mm -hmm. and was more focused on looking a certain way mm -hmm. than I was on my performance. Yes. And a lot of that, I feel like, stems from my childhood and being very small and being praised for being small. Yeah, absolutely. All anybody talked about was, oh my God, you're so skinny. You're so small. You're so small. Yeah. So my goal was like, all right, I guess we're just going to have to stay that way because yeah. that's where my value cut People give me attention yes, for it. People absolutely. talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's really, really screwed up. And, and, and that's an entire and, other topic. Yeah. That's something that's interesting to touch on because I, especially lately, because during, I, after I left college, I had a complete 180 with yes. my fitness, um, with my diet and with my mental health. Um, and I started meal prepping all of my meals and I was eating well and I was eating well-rounded mm -hmm. um, But kind of during quarantine and like as of recent, I've been picking up more projects um, Like a lot more stress and then like this whole quarantine thing just really put a damper on me And so I've lost a lot of my motivation to do some of those things that used to really bring me joy And I'm working on stepping back into that space um, but also as a result of that, I've lost some of the progress that I made in that time. Yeah. And I've been really hard on myself because 
number one, I have a terrible tendency to compare myself to previous versions of myself, <laughs> right? Because you always yeah. like think of some point in your life and you idealize the way that you looked at that yeah. time. And then you think that that's what you're trying to achieve. But one thing that I've learned is you don't need to compare yourself to the previous version of yourself. You know, you think about what you want now and work towards where, where you're going now and be proud of where you are now. That's, that's thing number one. Thing number two is that, you know, I just said, I picked up all these projects. I started teaching at a new studio. I was yeah. doing great things in the yoga space, starting this podcast, um, doing more things at work, like spending time developing my relationships. And I benefited in all of those ways. But here I am like bragging on myself because my stomach looks a little different than it did a couple months ago. Right. That's what you have to take into account. What are your priorities right, right now? Yeah. Like, is your number one priority growing your business, growing your career, your right. family? Your, you can still be healthy. You can still love the way you look, you yeah. know, and, and focus on those things. But you may not have, you know, be extremely lean and have that perfect right. because you're, you're, you're spending your energy on other things that maybe more important to you right. at that time like where where are your priorities lying yeah basically. and the contribute to your value like all yes. of those things that I did make me a valuable human being that's another but thing. I'm, we're sitting here because we're women and being like yeah. oh well that's not the most important thing no but is your taught. value the number on a scale like right. is that really all that you bring to the table here yeah. as a person yeah is how much fat you have on your stomach or like a weight you know your weight like yeah. a number on the scale it's yeah. so in the grand scheme of things like I feel like we all just need to take a step back and it's just it's so minuscule yeah you bring so much so many other things yeah. like to your family work career life, yeah it's yeah and we diminish that so much yes. and like and I I completely can contest to like that so much easier said than done. Yes. 100%. You know, because we, God knows we've been told that by like, yeah, by, you know, not by society, but like good women in the fitness space or whatever role models. Yeah, yeah. And, uh -huh. and, and it's yeah. like, you know it and you journal about it, but you don't really internalize it. And yes. I haven't even fully internalized it, but I really am working on it. And mm -hmm. um, I think it just takes time, like surrounding yourself with things that help you to really fully internalize that concept to get there. Um, but anyway, we were talking about your restrictive <laughs> diet, but then you moved into a more holistic diet at the point when you were doing competitions, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of was, um, feeling basically the toll that it was taking on my body, eating such low calorie and trying to push myself to a different level of performance. And I was exhausted. My digestion was horrible. Like I, I just, I experienced all these side effects and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then again, it all, I'm really influenced, which I think is cool by people that I follow on social media. And a lot of girls were talking about reverse dieting and they were talking about working your body up to eating more calories, eating for, for performance instead of just for a certain look. And mm -hmm. so the more that these people that I follow were talking about that and focusing on changing your way of eating to, yeah, increase your calories so that your, your performance can, can increase. I started thinking about that. It took me a while to take action, honestly, because of fear. I was yeah. terrified if I started eating more that I was going to lose the way that I looked and I liked mm -hmm. the way that I looked. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up hiring a coach, mm -hmm. hired an online nutrition coach, and she worked me through um, a reverse diet. 
which is basically where you take the calories that you're eating at now and you slowly add each week. So mm -hmm. if you add slowly, your metabolism can adjust and it is far le more less likely that you will put on body fat, but instead your metabolism can adjust to a higher calorie intake and mm -hmm. then you can maintain at a higher calorie mm -hmm. intake. So mm -hmm. we just added 50 cows a week. Mm -hmm. and slowly worked our way up and I had tried to do this on my own before and every time I got like two weeks in and then I would freak out and be like no no, no we got to go back like let's just go back to where we were going eating yeah. and we'll just stay there and so having someone walk me through the process and calm me down when I started to freak out yeah. and panic and tell me to trust my body and trust the process helped so much and now I am I was eating at 1400 and I'm at 2000 calories a day um I put on one pound so oh my gosh. I, I, it didn't, it really didn't change anything, yeah. but my performance, I mean, <laughs> I moved up like a whole level in CrossFit. I was competing at like intermediate level and I moved up to RX level, which is like the standard like level. I don't know. They have scaled intermediate and RX usually at like competition. So it's like the top, the top level. And so oh uh, it was amazing. And I felt Y'all so have to see the videos <laughs> of her lifting. Like y'all, y'all have to see it. Like I, <laughs> I, it's just crazy. Like, especially like thinking of you from freshman year of college. You've known me the whole yes! time. <laughs> like, I've I've seen seen the whole like if, if you would have like shown me that video when I was a freshman in college, I'd be like, who is that? Yeah. so anyway so you you competed you changed your diet you worked yes. with your coach and then eventually you decided to go to grad school right yeah um you moved away from your your software job you came to houston yeah to go to grad school you picked up a contracting software engineering job for a while yeah. and then also ventured into being meg the entrepreneur yes <laughs> tell me <laughs> tell me about that so uh, this is, I'm super, super excited. I'm so excited. Like, like I could actually idea. cry. Like, I could legitimately cry, like, seeing you go through all of this. Oh, so my gosh. Tell me. So <laughs> um, so basically, I have, after working with the coach that I worked with, um, and also, again, the people that, that I follow and kind of surrounded myself with on social media, a lot of them are online fitness coaching, and I've watched their transformations of their clients and the way that they help people and the people that I follow personally, what they preach is gaining confidence, empowering women, um, helping women get the body that they love without giving up foods like mm -hmm. that they love, no restriction, no 800 calorie diets, like no starving yourself, no shakes that you have to drink every day. Like yeah. it's just a really holistic, healthy approach to nutrition. And they give these women tools to learn how to eat for the rest of their lives yeah. so that you're not losing 20 pounds and then it's like okay bye and then what if no one's around to tell you what to eat how are you going to know how to make those choices absolutely and honestly I was, I've been watching them and watching them and I really wanted to take the leap but I was a little a little nervous so I decided to get a nutrition certification so I wanted to make sure that I understood the science behind everything now I've been studying the science behind everything yeah. for years on my own so Meg isn't just a computer science major she actually studies bioinformatics which is mm -hmm. a little bit more specific to health sciences and how that relates to big data so she you know you have past experience in life science and yeah yeah and I took anatomy and physiology like for fun yeah <laughs> at Baylor and stuff and so I definitely learned about that and then also for fun because I'm just a huge nerd like in Chicago I would like read studies and papers on 
nutrition and like muscle building <laughs> and all of this different stuff and so I was always like studying listening to podcasts and learning let me about just it. find like t- 10 minutes between all my practicums and <laughs> my assignments to like read studies okay Meg, please <laughs> I couldn't help it I'm I feel so like it <laughs> was just such a passion of mine and I wanted yeah. to learn learn about it and I really wanted to be able to help other people so the the certification that I got focused not only on the science but also on how to be um, a good and effective coach and like communication to your clients and stuff so I, I got that certification and then a couple people at my gym were asking me to coach them so I started you know just kind of on the side doing some coaching nutrition coaching and stuff and then um I honestly don't know what triggered it I think I've been wanting to but I have I had a lot of self-doubts about whether or not I could actually make this happen but I've been wanting to start an online coaching business and I really want to help other people especially people who maybe are starting out to avoid what I went through with Mm -hmm. restrictive eating not totally understanding what or how to eat because man if I hadn't restricted my calories when I first started the gains I would have seen like if I if I and also the the mental gains like and so I really want wanted to be able to jump in there and help I help men and women but specifically women get a, a good foundation right or to help women who've been through everything yeah. I, I was on the phone today with a lady who is going to join my program and she was crying on the phone with me this morning I've never even met her and she was telling me that she showers in the dark because oh. she can't look at herself because she hates the body that she has and she's afraid and she's eating 800 calories a day oh. and she's starving she said she passed out last week and she has a 15 year old daughter and she's terrified that what she's doing to lose weight is going to like make her daughter develop horrible yeah. self-esteem like watching her mother like go through this absolutely my heart was breaking for her oh, and that's God. why I started like this business yes like, that is why I took the leap and jumped in and I don't know one day I, one day I just woke up and I was like yeah I, I can't not I can't sit back anymore there's a lot of people online that are promoting you know really great healthy ways like a lot of the people that I follow to lose weight and and gain muscle and and be healthy and there's also just as many people promoting you know the quick fixes the egg diet yeah what the monetary diet like the the lemon juice and maple syrup like like drinking I mean and all these things that are not only extremely unhealthy um but are horrible for your body (laughs) really just going to set you up for failure and that's what sets you up for the yo-yo diet where you you know you lose but then you gain right and you don't actually know how Mm -hmm. to eat well yeah sustainably throughout the rest of your life yeah and so I, I think there needs to be more people in the fitness space who can preach and teach that sort of model basically. I, I love to hear that passion and like you know I also have a lot of struggle like believing in my direction in the yoga world mm-hmm. and you know knowing that I'm going to make it I'm like there's so many other people out there but I truly believe like when you step into that space because you care about those people and you have that passion like you're gonna go far you know what I mean yeah you're gonna fucking make it yes and everybody has everybody deals with imposter syndrome at least honestly I so I invested in a business coach when I jumped in because I knew I know a lot about coaching yeah um, but I don't know a lot about business 
business. Yeah. And so I knew I needed someone to kind of help me get the systems in place so that I could take on more clients and yeah. increase that volume to be able to reach more people, but mm -hmm. do it effectively. So mm -hmm. that's been extremely useful. I'm in the next level coaching Academy with uh, Dale loves dumbbells is her handle on Instagram. And wow. she's an amazing coach too. One of the, one of the women that I follow, she has this business program too, to help other people get their coaching, um, coaching businesses up and going. But after I invested in this at least four times a day, if not more, I, I would just be like, Oh my God, I, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Like, I, yeah. what if I fail? Like, what if, what if this doesn't get off the ground? Like, what if I help no one? What if I don't reach anyone? And so I think everybody deals and experiences that. And you just, I just try. And as soon as that thought pops in my mind, replace it with something else. No, I'm going to be fine. If you, if you, like you said, if you're passionate about it and you work hard for it and you know, my heart is in the right place. I'm just want, here to help people. Yeah. You just put the work in and you're going to be okay. Yeah. So, like I just have to remind myself of that, like at least a hundred times a day. <laughs> yeah. I, I also, I definitely have big dreams of, of how I want to work with people one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and how I want to be able to work with clients someday and the reach that I hope to have. I want to help to make teachers better teachers. And I also want students to be able to empower themselves to achieve things in yoga that they didn't think were possible. Um, but it's been so difficult for me. Uh, I feel like it's so overwhelming and I don't know where to start, but stepping into business coaching, I think would be such a great next step for yes. so many people. Yes. I'm sure that helped you a lot. That was, I think that was exactly like you just said, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Like I, I knew how to coach, but I did not know where to start to, to grow. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I, I had no idea. And, uh, it's investing in yourself is scary because it's like betting on yourself yeah and it doesn't only affect you sometimes it affects the people around yeah. you and the people that you're in relationships Makes with sense. and it's terrifying to throw a huge chunk of money you know towards something like business coaching or yeah. mentorship or yeah. you know anything like that but if you if you don't invest in yourself like who else is going to yeah and it's so true. I just, I, I felt like I would also, also the, the great part about business coaching is because I do get like one-on-one -on -one calls and I get mentorships with these people who have been in the business for a while is that they can help me similar to what I want to do with the people that I'm coaching, help me not make the same mistakes that they did. Yeah. Like I, I, I can get, it's like a fast track. Like I, I don't have to go through, I'm, I will make mistakes obviously but yeah. you know you can avoid maybe some of the mistakes that they've made in the past and they can help you know where to start and and take that leap and just just do it yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely I it's intimidating but you, yeah. you gotta take those first steps and you gotta believe in yourself like yes. as cheesy <laughs> as it sounds and, and as many times as you hear it you have to internalize it and believe it no they talk a lot about that because it's not only just like coaching on you know how to get everything up and going but they talk a lot about self-belief and that you have to make bet on yourself and you have to believe in yourself you yeah. have to believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to as yeah. long as you put the work in yeah that's all you gotta do you gotta show up for yourself and you gotta put the work in yeah yeah 100%. I, so shifting gears, I wanted to talk, we've kind of like touched on it throughout the conversation, but like in terms of instead of fad dieting, right? Mm -hmm. Like making a lifestyle change and being able to allow yourself 
to do the things that you normally do to some capacity while you're also improving your health? Like, what does it mean to you to like have sustainable eating in terms of like, you know, I still want to be able to go out to dinner with my significant other once mm -hmm. or twice a week, or like, I don't have time to cook food every single day or like, what, what does that look like? Like, what are some high level options yes. for people? Yes. Okay. So, and um, this is, I think this is the most valuable part of my coaching is all that you need is you need some education and some knowledge. And if you have a baseline, some baseline education on nutrition, it is really easy to navigate all these situations, right? So as far as let's take, like you said, dinner out with your significant other, right? No one, none of my clients are, hey, there's no food off limits. None of my clients are ever told that they can't eat out. I mean, I had one guy come to me and he's like, well, my last coach told me that I wasn't allowed to eat out because, you know, you don't know what you exactly you're getting in the portion size. Okay, that's bullshit. What are you never going to eat out until you die? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> no how are you going to live your life? That's like, like part of social life, like as yes. a person. And that's important. And also food is important to your social life and your like human experience. Yeah. Like food is not only cultural, part of cultural experiences, but also like, like you said, part of relationships, like yeah. hanging out with friends and a lot of people gather around food. Mm -hmm. And all that I want to do is teach you how to make healthy choices. Mm -hmm. So what I personally would do, like if I was gonna go out to dinner with my significant other, and let's say that I don't know what we're gonna be eating later, Mm -hmm. The most important thing that I focus on for myself and what I would have my clients focus on is protein. Mm -hmm. um, and I would make sure that I get a good amount of protein in before we go to dinner. Because usually when you're out and you're eating something that's fun, it's not going to have a lot of protein. Right. right. It's like bread and cheese. Yeah, it's like yeah. bread. It's like the yeah. good stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> probably have pizza, maybe some pasta, yeah. I don't know, sushi, like, so yeah. it's something fun. And so, I like to make sure that my choices leading up now, here's the thing, I do not restrict, I will not skip breakfast or skip lunch just because I'm going to have dinner, mm -hmm. you know, with out mm -hmm. and maybe have a little bit more food than I normally would, but I will try and make sure that I get um, protein in and I will maybe eat just a little bit lower carb, a little bit lower fat since I know that I'm going to be able to enjoy myself in the evening. Right. So there's no restriction at all, but I will, I will change up maybe what I'm eating just a little bit earlier that day. That way I know I can stay on track yeah. um, and achieve my goals while still enjoying that meal. And then while I'm at dinner, um, I, because I allow, so this is something I struggled with a lot in the past when I would quote, allow myself to eat something out or eat something that I deemed unhealthy, I would go ham. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, yeah. this, is, this is the one time that I'm going to let yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. gotta eat seven pieces of this pizza. Like, yes. I don't care if you feel like you're going to barf, like, you better finish this. Like, it would get real serious. So, and so it's because, and that, like, stems from that restrictive mindset where you're like, hey, so I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to do this again, so let's just shove our face. And that is not only just a horrible way to approach, like, your night out because you're going to feel horrible after, but yeah. it's also super bad for your body to be, you know, over consuming that much, you know, mm -hmm. and then going, and then the next day you wake up and you're like, wow, I overate, better restrict, you know, yeah. better not eat breakfast. Yeah. And so we cover all of this, like through my coaching too, because that's, most people struggle with that. And yeah. it's either you're on 
or you're off. Yeah. And there's no in between. Yeah. Right. And so I, I try and teach how to have that in between. So while, while I'm at dinner, I eat until I'm, until I'm full mm-hmm. and satiated and it was a great experience and I no longer feel the need to shove my face full of food because right. I know that I can have what I want tomorrow right or right. the next day it's yeah. like it's freeing to know that things aren't off limits yeah and to have that balance and I don't feel that panic need to like eat the whole box of Oreos like because yeah. I'm never gonna allow myself to have them again totally because they really happen again also yeah <laughs> yeah so I think that's the biggest change that's really helped me like navigate navigate that and then I mean I don't meal prep my clients don't have to meal prep yeah I like to make like kind of a a bigger batch of like some proteins and some carbs like Mm -hmm. I'll make some rice and when I make it I'll make like a big pot just so it's easier for me to grab yeah yeah right but I also keep a lot of stuff on hand I mean the other day my lunch was (laughs) was a piece of bread some turkey lunch meat a handful of almonds and a protein shake because I had nothing made in my house and I had to leave like so just also that comes with like having that baseline of of understanding of nutrition like I knew that I needed some protein I knew I was low on my fats and then I I also needed some carbs so being able to just kind of like know what some healthy options are to throw that together if you need to at last minute um I also like guide people on eating out too Mm -hmm. like what what can I get if I'm going to Chick-fil-A or Chipotle or all you know out, out to eat like if I'm trying to make a healthier choice I do think that for me and probably for a lot of other people, at least like in my space where, you know, we try to eat mindfully, but we don't know a ton about nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, Like we're not empowered in the way of like super understanding like food groups or like what's what. And so we tend to do things like avoid bread or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like avoid dairy or cheese and just like period well, especially because I've been eating vegan most times nowadays. I don't eat 100% vegan, but typically when I cook at home, like no dairy, and I try to stay stray away from like bread. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I would understand more, like if I would be empowered with that knowledge, I wouldn't be so like afraid of foods and then like super craving things when the weekend rolls around, you know? Yeah. 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 And uh, that's exactly like what I do through my program is because there's nothing wrong with bread. Right. At all. And especially if you know, and this would be different for everyone and their goals and uh, their body size. And I mean, I take a lot of different factors into account, but if you know how about how much protein, carbs, and fat, you need each day to either lose weight, gain muscle, or maintain whatever you're trying to do, um, then basically you can just make foods fit into those numbers. So yeah. if you have a certain amount of carbs, you can fill a certain amount with bread. Right. Like, and it's totally fine. Man, I love bread. Like, yeah. and yeah. I eat bread and like pasta and stuff, but because I do have, I have knowledge of like how much I should be getting each day. Yeah. So, because I'm just maintaining right now to maintain my body weight, and then I kind of get to play around, and that's the fun part too. Like, it's not the same thing with breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. You can find what what fits in, and when you get really good at it, like I don't even need to necessarily track my food. I can look at food and kind of be like, oh yeah, that probably has like 25 grams of protein. We got 50 grams of carbs there, and like 10 grams of fat. Like, but that's because it's been like six years of me right. tracking my food. But right. once you once you know and can can kind of understand like what food is made of yeah you don't have and it doesn't have to be perfect right none of my clients have to track to the gram it doesn't have to be 
exact. Right, we're right. not getting on the bodybuilding stage or anything yeah, crazy. Yeah. There's a time and a place for that if yeah. you're a competitor. But yeah. we're just lifestyle. It's just how to understand, you know, what's going on with what you're eating. And then that enables you to make those choices in the future so that you don't have to work with the coach forever and you don't have to track your food forever. Right. Like that is not my goal. Because it's about you changing your lifestyle yes. to be able to live the way that you yep. want to live. And all I want to do is teach you how to do that and then graduate you, quote, yeah. and like send you on so your way ready so that you that understand. Yes, you should yeah. not have to work with a coach forever and you shouldn't work with a coach and lose weight or, you know, hit, hit whatever goal you're trying to get. Right. And then as soon as you're done, done with them be done and, and, and not know where to go from there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Not know how to eat. Yeah. They didn't teach you anything. What yeah. was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just have to go through the whole process. Yeah. So then what are you going to have a coach for the rest <laughs> of your life? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, that's just so incredible. And I feel like that's exactly what you would want to hear, like walking into a relationship with a coach. So, um, circling back to your business, like what are your plans or your aspirations for the future with your business? Yes. So, um, my big aspiration for my business, and I guess kind of my biggest goal is I want to create a community. So I want it to be more than just, you know, me one-on-one -on -one coaching people, or, or even more than just me one-on-one -on -one coaching a bunch of people. I want to create a community of men and women who are kind of like a little tribe or a little family. And I want there to be relationships and friendships like within the client, the, the group of clients yeah. that I'm coaching and stuff. And because right now it's kind of, I mean, I talk to these people every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So it is like a friendship and I, I want us to build each other up, empower each other, encourage each other. Like I'm going to get a Facebook group going and have all my clients in there. And that way we can share wins, ideas. Like I want it to be a community. And then, uh, you know, if there are people that are in Houston or if I'm traveling, like that I'm coaching, then we can get together and I want to have like little group workouts or like dinners or I just, I really want there to be more to it than just coaching because I want more than just coaching. I'm also looking for like, like-minded individuals, especially mm -hmm. girls, like other girls who are in into fitness and mm -hmm. who want to build each other up and like be friends and so I want it to be a little yeah a little group a little fun group basically I love that's that. why yeah that's amazing I definitely one of the best parts that I get out of being part of a yoga studio is like the community aspect yes. of it and the more that you dig into the community the more inspired you are to you know to carry 100%. out your health practices in your own life Yes, so. then you feel like you have a whole team behind you. Like, it's not yeah. just me cheering you on. It's, like, everybody cheering you on yeah. and each other on. And yeah. I really just, I think that that's, that would be really amazing. Yeah. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to see it happen. I I know it's going to happen. I believe in you. I believe in this business. Thank you. Thank you, you have been building stuff like this since you, like, sophomore year of college and like living now it's fucking crazy y'all have to see her instagram like it's <laughs> it blows my mind but um where can all the viewers find you if they're looking for you yeah on instagram my handle is underscore fits underscore fitness um f-i-t-z uh for my last name and then i'm on facebook as mike fitzgerald also so. cool yeah Woo everyone go find meg and sign up for her coaching y'all it's gonna be great and thank you guys for joining om shanti peace